And now it is time to say hello to uh, SEC replay official Gerald Hodges as he joins us for the remainder of the show. If you have a question or comment for Gerald, 656-9900, 656-9900. And uh, his appearance is brought to you by A.G. Hines Company, providing building materials since anyone can remember. Gerald, how are you? Doing well, John. Doing well. Well, we uh, certainly coming off of the very interesting weekend of college football, but when we see somebody go down as we did to a Tungavaloa, what is it like to be a member of a crew and you see an injury take place that that stops the game for as long as it does, and uh, and just that that impacts everybody, whether you're in the stands, whether you're on the field, whether you're officiating, doesn't it? It does, and you know, of course. As you know, the officials we we just absolutely hate to see any kid get hurt at, at any you know severity, but uh, something like that just you know kind of takes the wind out of the game, pretty you know kind of. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, a hard thing to see. Yeah, and and as we have seen, we saw it. I I saw it earlier this year with Tennessee baseball as there was an umpire that went out in the first inning, but. At times, the crew itself can find itself down a man in a hurry. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why we have an alternate official at every game. It uh, just takes a split second, and you never know. You never know. Let's get a call from Ken. And again, we invite you to join us, 656-9900, 656-9900. Ken, hello. How are you? Good evening, gentlemen. How are y'all? Doing well, thanks. Got a question. In the Minnesota game, the coach... For Minnesota, I think the moment got too big for him, and he ran out on the field, which created another penalty. But the penalty occurred when Minnesota went for the uh, on fourth down, and there was a roughing the pass or roughing the receiver, or I guess unnecessary roughness. And they said because it happened after the play that. Uh, basically the ball would have been moved a half a distance to the goal, and Minnesota wouldn't have gotten a first down. Now, I know when there's a penalty on the defense at the end of a game, the game can't end on a defensive penalty, but can the possession end on a defensive penalty? Well, the go, did you see it, Jimmy? I did. All right. Oh, was it a fourth down play? It was a fourth down play, and Minnesota went for it like fourth down and five. Okay. And had the penalty been called, it would have been a first and goal. But the ball was ruled incomplete, and then the defender hit the receiver, and it was unnecessary roughness. Right, okay. But they said that basically, even though it was the incomplete pass made it to where, I guess, their – possession was over i don't know how that works let me, let me try to go through that so what i saw was so that that's a dead ball foul so it, the play's over and the guy got hit right so it should have been a dead ball but they were going to uh assess a penalty on him the coach ran onto the field because his player was hurt they flagged him for running onto the field wow and then they called offsetting penalties right ken Correct. They call offsetting penalties. But they said Dead that ball Minnesota penalties. had given up the possession. See, I, I thought that that would be the case, that they gave up possession. It's dead ball on the fourth down. The play's over, dead ball. Correct. Right. So, so to me, that means the ball goes from one team to the other. The coach runs on the field, and they assess him with a dead ball penalty, and then they ran the play again, right? Isn't that what they did? 
They call offsetting penalties. No, they gave the they gave the ball to the. Uh, basically, Minnesota lost possession, which I didn't understand. If it's fourth down, and the and the team goes for goes for it on fourth down, and then it was a late hit, unnecessary roughness on the defense. Correct. That's They're that's... claiming that at the if they they said that if the coach had not run on the field, all would have happened was it would have been moved half the distance to the goal, and the defense would have still gotten the ball. And I just don't understand how, at the end of a game, a play can't end on a defensive penalty. How can it on a downs? It was a dead ball foul, Gerald. Correct. It's different. So that's why there's a change of possession there. Yeah, because the play itself has run. Yeah, it's over. So now there's a penalty, dead ball, so the other team has it because it's a dead ball. The fourth down play's over with. Right, that's the same way. It was in a college. live ball; it would have been different. That's correct. Right, but it was a dead ball foul. So what they did was they moved it half a distance to the goal against the defense, and they took over there. And then where the coach ran on the field, they gave him fifteen yards. So they took it out to the seventeen. Okay. Now, see, I didn't see that. I watched the replay of it. I thought they called offsetting penalties. From what I saw, they took it back to uh, the penalty happened against the defense, and then they moved it. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And then they gave him 15 yards against the coach. Well, the referee announced offsetting penalties. I saw that part. Yeah. So how can you have offsetting penalties and have penalties marked off? Well, that's offsetting dead ball penalties is what they call it. Yeah. Typically, all dead ball fouls in college are assessed in the order of their occurrence. So you go half the distance against the defense, and then you go 15 back out, then the defense is still going to have the ball just because of the way the fouls happen. So it's not offsetting. Right. Dead ball fouls are penalized in the order of their occurrence. Okay. So so the guy announced it wrong because I heard him say offsetting. Well, again, that's NFL, but I know in college. This uh, is college. No, we're talking about Minnesota Gophers. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had Vikings. I'm thinking Vikings. I'm sorry, Ken. This is Minnesota, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. And P.J. Fleck ran onto the field for Minnesota because he said one of his players was hurt. And so he was mad about, how can you penalize me for coming onto the field to check on one of my players? That's one you'd have. I'd have to see that. Yeah. Didn't you? Didn't you see that, Ken? Where that's that was his. I heard him in the press conference, and in the press conference they showed the replay of the play. So I didn't. I see. think he got caught up. I could think he got caught up in the moment because he was eight zero, and he made a terrible decision because I think it cost him because they took it to the seventeen, and you are correct, Gerald. It was, it was taken to the two. And then to the seventeenth, it was in the occurrence that happened. Okay, um, unless he, I don't know. You know, like I said, I didn't see it, but unless he, he said came something, on the field after the roughing happened, right. after the unnecessary roughness happened, then right. he came onto the field. So the unnecessary roughness happened, and then he came, and I think that's why I got moved to the seventeenth. Well, he said he came on the field to tend to his player. By the time he came onto the field, the player was already up. Yeah, that's he, yeah. unless he said something to some of the officials on the way out, and that could very well be, and you know, one may maybe questioning why they didn't call the. So what threw me off, Kim, was that the official said offsetting. I did not see them mark off part of it. Did you hear him say that? I did, but then yeah. they took it to the seventeen. That's not offsetting, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you hear so. the official or the announcer? 
<laughs> Who's the official? The official. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I saw that part of it yeah. on the replay. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. So, yeah. He may have realized. Well, they got they call that right. Yeah. He may they have realized. just announced it wrong. Exactly. Yeah. The announcement was probably wrong. Yeah. Uh, where you, you'd penalize it in the order of their occurrence. Yeah. So, okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Yes, sir. Ken, Ken sure thank you. appreciate it. 656-9900 if you have a question or comment for Gerald Hodges. 656-9900. I got several of them here, Gerald. We'll go over this one. So I'm watching Auburn late in the game. It's 21-14. to They've scored again. There may be four minutes or so left against Georgia. Onside kick. And they go down, and um, I think Auburn may have recovered it. But here's what happened. There was a player from Auburn who ran down on the onside kick and blocked or hit a Georgia player at about 13 yards from where the ball was the onside kick. Okay. But the ball had only traveled nine yards. Right. And then they said, okay, they ruled a penalty against Auburn. What's the rule on that? Can you, you cannot go down and hit the receiving team if the ball has not gone 10 yards? Okay. The first rule is you cannot block until you're eligible to touch the ball. So then – the second part of that rule is you're not eligible to touch the ball until it has gone 10 yards, crossing the plane of 10 yards. So then you're eligible to block. So they were ahead of the ball, I guess, three or four yards, and, yeah. and the ball had not gone the 10 yards, so they weren't eligible to block or there, touch it. I think is I think it was Schwartz who's really fast. For Auburn, uh-huh. and they were saying he was too fast for his own good because he ran down and he hit the guy from Georgia before the ball before the ball had gotten to ten yards. Yeah, that's kind of like overrunning your you know or out, out kicking I, your coverage in reverse. I'd never seen that. I didn't know that was a rule. Yeah, so it, it's only for blocking. You you can't go into late contact blocking and or touching. touching. As far as touching the ball, you, of course you can't touch the ball if you're the kicking team until right. it goes ten. Right, but it's the blocking itself. Right, you can't block until that ball's gone ten yards or touched a B player, so, receiver player. So if the ball has gone ten yards, it doesn't matter if the a player getting hit at the time he's trying to field the football. Is there is there no no protection onside kick coverage protection? There there is no kick catch interference because the ball has hit the ground. Gotcha. So it's a free for all then. It, it, yeah. Once it goes ten, right. okay. But it, as long as it's gone ten and it's eligible to be touched by the kicking team, right. That's when they can hammer the receiving right. team. Mm-hmm. They can block them out of the way. That's correct. Uh huh. I didn't know that rule. Yeah. All right. Typically, what you'll see is receivers though will come up a yard. You know, if they're expecting it, which I'd say they probably were. I didn't see the play, but well, that's the wise move yeah. now. Yeah. Because they can't be blocked if they're inside that ten yard window. Right. Yeah, of course, what happens too. If you get too anxious and run up there, they'll they'll just lob it over their head. That's true too. Yeah. Which it's that. a live ball. It's a live ball, correct? Can the receiving team on that go up and engage and hit uh, the opposing team on the kickoff? Yes, even yes. if it hadn't gone ten yards. Correct. Okay. The receivers, right? Yeah, and the receivers. That can. takes the early contact away from the kickers. If yeah. yeah, we're getting closer and closer to the final I, scene of Braveheart, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> I that yeah I just had not seen that I uh, okay here was another one I saw and and I thought this was pretty interesting too uh, so we'll just so I'll keep the teams out of it team A is going to punt the football okay. to team B all right so the official stands over the ball and then he runs away from the ball and then the ball is snapped by team A and and they they blow the whistle and they say illegal snap it wasn't ready for play 
And then the announcer says, now, wait a minute. How does the snapper know it's not ready for play? The official had run seven yards away from him. So when when is it ready for play on a punt whenever the official runs away from the ball to go to the the back near the punter? Well, typically when, you know, I guess he's holding for substitutes. He was. Obviously, both teams are probably substitute on a, right. on a punt play. Uh, typically when... Uh, as soon as he runs away? As soon as he runs away. The, well, well, he was seven or eight yards away. Now, the, the other thing is the referee may have may not have blown the whistle. And sometimes they'll hold him there, then he'll blow the whistle, and then he'll leave. Okay. And he may not have he may not have marked the ball ready for play. They, there's a whistle. They, they said it wasn't marked ready for play. The, the argument was, well, how can the center know it wasn't marked? The, run, the guy ran away seven or eight yards, and then he snapped it. Well, there should be a referee's whistle. He should blow the whistle and then chop the should ball. He, should he start ready for play as soon as he runs away from the ball? Well, or does he need to have time to get out of the he way? He needs to have time to get out of the way, so that's okay. the other thing. All right. Well, that was an interesting yeah. one. And so they, they ruled a, a penalty, a delay a game on the punter yeah, for, for snapping it before, before it was ready, ready for play. play. Correct. All right, here's one that I was watching. I was watching that one, too. Here's another one. I'll go Team A, Team B. All right, again. All right. So, Team A. It's like a blind draw in the NCAA tournament. That's right. <laughs> Who do you pick? Yeah, yeah look at the stats. We're trying yeah, to, yeah, he's got the better resume. <laughs> All right, his resume for Team A. All right, Team A is uh, very close to a first down. All right. Uh, they run up there, and they're fixing to run a play. The official comes in, and they stop it, and they say, hey, was it a first down or not? They have a consultation. They're trying to decide first down, not first down, and they decide it's not a first down. They took so long that when they walked away, there was less than five seconds left on the play clock, and Team A, the offense, had to call a timeout because the officials were discussing whether that was a first down or not. And I'm thinking, that's not fair to Team A, the offensive team. Shouldn't they have put, like, 25 on the clock or something? In a play like that, typically, if the if the officials, for whatever reason, maybe late getting the ball in, you know, mm-hmm. incomplete pass, Typically, if it gets down that low, then they would pump it back up to twenty-five. Yeah, and this this was a, a play where there was a there was a, whether it's a first down or not. Sure, and that was the issue, and they they decided let's talk about this to see whether it was or not. They decided not to measure, but by the time they broke away to put ready for play, it was five seconds or less. So team A, the offensive team, had to call timeout. That probably isn't the way you would design this, right? T- typically, right. You would, you would pump it back up. Okay. We will have that on a uh, on the scoring play replay. Uh, we'll confirm every scoring play mm-hmm. and every turnover. And if you'll notice, if after a touchdown, you'll see the the referee will come up and stand over the ball until he gets confirmation on the. Uh, intercom that the score has been confirmed and the clock needs to stop at right. that point they and need to it, put 25 on it, it or, well it the whatever. clock will run but if it gets down you know then he'll just he'll he'll give the signal to pump it back up to 25. yeah right okay all for right. some reason we stop it to look at whatever then they should get a 25 all right help me with this um so i'm watching uh, deandre swift i won't tell you who he plays for so he, <laughs> he fumbles the ball and he fumbles it forward. He's hit in the field of play, fumbles it forward five yards. It goes out of bounds. So the officials put the ball at the spot where he fumbled it. Correct. Let's say on on the 30, not the 35 where it went out of bounds. Right. So what's the rule on that? Is it ever spotted where the ball is fumbled forward? 
No. How does that work? It's, it's never. It's always the spot of the fumble if it goes out of bounds. All because right. Because obviously if it's in bounds, it's a live ball. And somebody better get on it. But if it's fumbled forward out of bounds, it comes back to the spot of the fumble. And if Swift's teammate had recovered it five yards downfield, then they get it five yards Correct. downfield. Correct. Unless okay. it's fourth down. There again, you got the Unless fourth down. Unless it's fourth down. That, right. Okay. Another exception. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, that was that was a discussion about – because I heard the announcer say, well, why come the ball didn't, didn't spot it on the 35 instead of the 30? You fumble it forward five yards out of bounds. So, anyway, I wanted to clear that and up. And the flip yeah. side of that, if they fumble it backwards out of bounds, it goes to the out-of-bounds spot. So you lose yardage <laughs> you in a situation like that. Okay, you just well, don't gain yardage. Yeah, yeah, if you fumble it, you deserve to right. lose yardage. Yeah. Okay, all right. Let's get a call from – well, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and get a call from Ron. You're on Sports Talk. Hello, Ron. Hey, how you doing, guys? Fine, how Good, are you? Good, Ron. Uh, first of all, I just want to say how sorry I am about here about Rocky. I know you guys all loved Rocky like we did, and we're going to miss him. That's for sure. Sir. That's for sure. Well, let's talk about that. He he was with us for ten years or sure. so uh, right. as a replay guy, uh, and he explained rules to us. He started it. He was the first guy to do that. Gerald, he, he was a close friend to a lot of us. Certainly, a very close friend of yours. Right, sure. I was on his crew for several years, uh, even up to the time I retired off the field. And he was just a joy to be around. You know. Great football player at Bearden. Great baseball player at mm-hmm. Bearden. Uh, went to Tennessee. Was recruited by Alabama and Bear Bryant, and uh, elected to go to Tennessee. And just a, a wonderful person and a great official who's in the Greater Knoxville Sports Hall of Fame as an official. Right, so, that's correct. We, yeah. We're going to miss him. He yeah. would. He would call us even after he retired off the field. A lot of us would get a call about every Friday because he knew we were all traveling to a game. So. Yeah. Never met a stranger. Nope, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Ron. Well, I'm I, sorry. I used to bother him with these questions, so I'll bother you guys. You go um, right ahead. Okay, Team A is lining up to kick an extra point, and the team on defense, you know, they obviously rush. Well, it's a bad snap. And the holder, he uh, he tries to flip the ball to to the kicker, who's you know they run a little play there because of the bad snap, and the the ball is intercepted by the defending team. Well, now this this the defender that has the ball, he's going the other way to collect himself two points, and um, well there's guys chasing him from the kicking team and. And his own players are running with him, so he realizes he's going to get caught. So he he, he flips the ball back to what he hopes is a faster guy than himself, because he's going to get caught. But that flip back gets intercepted by the team that's originally kicking the extra point. Well, now they go back the other way, and this guy that has the ball, he's successful in making it to the end zone. Now, do they get the one point they originally were trying for? Or do they get two points for that? If the ball was not kicked, then they get the two points. That's correct. Oh, it's a okay. long way around for a two-point conversion, but they get it. <laughs> and the well, same thing would I be just, it just if it's a bad snap and the holder comes up with it and sees an eligible lineman work his way into the end zone, it can be a two, even though you lined up to kick a one-point mm-hmm. extra point, that becomes a two-point pass. That's correct. Okay. Yes, sir. So. So back in the day before the pros had a two-point, if they did that and they could throw it in and still get one point back in the day? No. Before the NFL put in the two-point conversion? Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, back, but, yeah, that would have been one point. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks a lot. And like I said, I sure miss Rocky. I know you guys do too. 
We did yeah. too, you, Ron. Appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you, Ron. Ron, thank Bye-bye. you very much. We'll get a break. We've got more with Gerald Hodges. 656-9900 is how you join us. 656-9900 puts you on Sports Talk. Blank. The station where winners listen and listeners win. 99.1, the sports animal. Our guest, SEC replay official Gerald Hodges. His appearance brought to you by A.G. Hines Company, providing building materials since anyone can remember. 656-9900 is how you join us. 656-9900. It's David who's up next. Hello, David. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, Real quick, on the uh, ball fumbled fumbled forward, if it's engaged by a defensive player, say like a, a defensive player touches it after it's went forward and he causes it to go out of bounds or maybe he even causes it to go forward more, Where where's the ball go then, Gerald? It would still go back to the spot of the – now, you say fumble now, not a pass. So, uh, right, yeah, just fumble. Like like the play that Jimmy was talking about. Right. Okay. Uh, and let's say a defensive player either touched the ball and caused it to go out of bounds or caused it to even go you know forward more than maybe what it would have. Right. But it, does it still go back to the spot of the fumble? Yes. The, what – the reason being, he fumbles the ball until someone gains possession of it. It's still a fumble. So okay, know. okay. So it's still no, no matter who touches it, they can sit there and bobble it all the way down the field, and it still go out of bounds, and it still go back thirty yards from where he fumbled it. From. Right to the spot of the fumble. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Now, right. if it was a ten-yard roll and it's picked up by a defender, and then he controls it, starts running back the other way, and then gets popped by an offensive team member, and fumbles it five yards from where it was originally fumbled, then you just mark it there because it changed possession. Correct. Mm, okay. Okay. So it's all about – it has to be possessed. It's not about simply being touched That's correct. by the up to opposite team. It has to be – okay. Thanks, yep. guys. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. It. Sure to appreciate it, David. 656-9900. 656-9900 if you have a question for Gerald. Gerald, I saw uh, – a play I thought was pretty interesting. A couple of them over the weekend involved simultaneous catch. So the receiver jumps up and looks like he's the first one to, to catch it. The defender then engages with it. Looks like they both have possession. Then when they hit the ground, the defensive player comes away with it. How do you define who's going to get possession on a simultaneous catch? Okay. The well, a true if they're in a true simultaneous a true goes sim- to the simultaneous catch. Oh, uh, goes. Well, unless they're if they they are both airborne. This happened in an LSU Alabama game back several years ago. It may have been the could have been the championship game or anyway. It was a a big ball game, and uh, but if both players and that's the thing you it's it's rare to have a true simultaneous catch. I know our former supervisor Bobby Gaston. You say there's no such thing, you know. So, uh, but. If they are totally airborne, and this has come up here recently, and uh, they both hit the ground, and nobody, in other words, say they they do truly simultaneously possess it in the air, then the ruling is the first team that comes to the ground okay. is the it the ball belongs to them, whether it's offense or defense, and then of course, in a lot of cases, one of the two players is 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 on the ground. You know, and that and if they go down, then you, you know you would the ball would belong to the offense if it stays there, because technically 
when any body part other than a hand or foot hits the ground, the ball's dead. So if someone's possessing it, then the ball's dead. The, the wrestling away shouldn't have any effect on it. Yeah. It, it was interesting. I've, sure. I've, I saw one of them say, well, he didn't make a football move. Well, that – the, that get, doesn't apply. No, that that doesn't. Okay. That's that. Now the football move, they're getting that confused with a catch of a forward pass. If he turns and he get hit and then fumbles, or you know immediately, if he just as soon as he catches and touches the ground, if he's fumbled. Yeah. To follow up on that conversation, now tell me, does this in the this was a play in the NFL, and I don't know if the college rule would be any different, but you not only have. It wasn't a simultaneous catch. The offensive player makes the catch, or the ball lands in his hands first. He's in the process, not only of getting his feet down, but also going to the ground. Okay. He's got a defender who is between him and the ground, and the defender immediately locks on to the football. So both have hands on the football. It was first in the hands of the offensive player, then in the hands of the defensive player, as they all four, as they both held it at the same time, but as they contact the ground and go through the possession of surviving the ground, as they say in the NFL, the defensive player comes away with it and was credited with the interception. I would think there would be an interception. I really do. Yes, it, it's a tough call. I saw yeah. that play you're talking about, and uh, so that's what one reason I was asking sure, about how right. to define yeah. it. In that particular case, I would have to give it to the defense. Yeah, thank you, Eric Ebron. <laughs> uh maryland michigan so i was watching this game a while back uh maryland uh punt returner fred catches the ball at his own five the ball bounces forward 10 yards maryland recovers it but the ball is brought back to the five is that because uh on the signaling of the fair catch uh he, he i guess you'd call it a muff because he never had possession that's true it's not a fair catch yeah. He well, signaled for him, but he did not yeah. make a fair catch. That's so correct. he didn't complete the fair catch. There you go. That's the process exactly right. Of the fair catch. That's right. <laughs> okay. It goes forward 10 yards. It's recovered by Maryland. Ball comes back to the five. Where he right? first touched it. Where he first, okay, yes. on the fair catch call. Right. All right. Uh, here's another one, too, that I thought was pretty interesting. So there was a kickoff, and a guy had one foot in the end zone, but he didn't call for a fair catch, but he had one foot behind the other. It's in the end zone. The ball is actually when he catches it on like the one foot line and he takes a knee. Now, is that a safety or does the ball go on the one foot line? It goes on the one foot line, correct. Okay. It's a plane, remember. It's not a touchback. Right. No, the ball has to get in the end zone. Yeah. You know, now if it breaks the plane, the end zone, and he catches it, of course, then obviously it's a touchback. touchback. But if the ball never crosses the plane of the goal line, then, you know, if one foot line's tough. There's there also are when in doubt statements in the rule book. And in a lot of cases, when in doubt, it's a touchback rather than a safety. They call touchback on this particular okay. play. Exactly. Because it, it was so close. Right. Yeah. But it but the it came up, what is the rule? That that's what I wanted to make yeah. sure. What's the rule? Well on the, that? the so. rule is there is a plane, but mm-hmm. there again, if it's that close in Ninety-nine out of a hundred cases, they they would rather we give them a touchback, put it on. And the difference there is taking a knee as opposed to signaling for the fair catch. Correct. Yeah, because if you signal fair catch, it's automatically coming right. out to the twenty-five. 25 yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why you have to make sure you cross all your T's and right. dot all and your I's with your special teams return men. Yeah. Exactly. Just so you they know, you'll see them catch it and just take a knee. And they might think taking yeah. a knee is the same thing as a fair catch, yeah. and there's yeah. just not that allowance <laughs> in the rule book. There's exactly. a how many exceptions are there? 
Oh, they're up over 300 now. Yeah. I don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah. I'll quit counting 187. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. And that's not one of them. <laughs> Let's go to Tommy. You're on Sports Talk. Hello, Tommy. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing well, well. How Tommy. are you? Well, good. Hey, Gerald, I got a question. I asked the late and great Rocky, and I've also asked it. I asked my son-in-law, Mike Slaughter. You know them both. Right. Uh, on a oh, hold on a second. Say hello. Say that again. Go yeah, ahead. Do that again, Tommy. We lost you. On a punt, you said. All right. Yeah. On a on a punt and a kickoff. All right. You're talking about two if different a, animals now. So go ahead. All right. So if a off uh, if a defender. Hits the ball okay. after the opposing kickoff or punt, and it goes down twenty yards. Where do you mark the ball on that? Well, the uh, let's take the kickoff first. You say the receiving okay. say the, they kick it off and the receiving team touches the ball. Right. All right. Where does the ball go? Does he catch it, or is it just rolling around on the field? No, he 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 did he didn't even catch it. He just hits it. It's been hit by somebody. And you're talking about the return team, not the cover team. Yes, sir. Okay, that's right, John. All right, and then where does the ball go? So let's just say it gets fumbled around for. I'm just going to say 20 yards because right. everybody's scrambling to get it. Okay. Yep. It's still in bounds. It's still in bounds. All right. Well, somebody has to cover the ball. Whoever Something's got to happen. After it's touched by the receivers, yep. anybody that falls on it, it's their ball, yeah, whether it's kickers recovers. or yeah. receivers. Yep. Yeah. So if the kicking team is the one that recovers what was touched by the return man, that's where the ball is spotted because it's still a live football. If the, the if the kicking team recovers it, it's their ball at that spot going the other way. I mean, going on in towards the okay. direction in which they kicked. If it's a punt, then it would go back to where it would be originally touched by the return man because it would not be well. well if, if, it was kickers, muffed, if it's muffed, the kickers fall on it. They get it right there. Yes. Okay. So say it. It's in the. You answered my question about inbounds. So let's just say it's out of bounds. So let's say everybody touched it, both defense or kickoff and return, and it goes 20 yards and it goes out of bounds. Okay. Do you, do you take it all the way back to where it was touched? Oh. Uh, and I'll listen to your call. Thank okay. you, guys. All right. There's two different scenarios, Tommy. So let's take the receiving team touching it first. If they kick it off ever how far it goes, unless it goes in the end zone. If they touch the ball and it goes out of bounds, it will belong to the receiving team where it goes out of bounds. And then the other one, if uh, of course if it doesn't touch anybody, then it is a kickoff out of bounds. The receiving team can take it at that spot and add five yards to the for the penalty for kicking out of bounds, or they can have them re-kick. They take it on the thirty-five, couldn't they, on a the kickoff? If it's not touched, correct, yeah. yeah. If they, they can do it. There's three options, actually. Yeah. We'll get a break and be back with more. This is Sports Talk. We work all day under a neon Budweiser sign. 
Yeah, it's a really cool thing. From the Budweiser Studios of Cumulus Broadcasting, we are Sports Radio WNML. We come back essentially to say so long. David, Chuck, Allen, sorry, we will not have time for your phone calls as we have run out of time, but we always appreciate everybody that's a part of this hour each Monday. And Gerald Hodges' appearance brought to you by A.G. Hines Company, providing building materials since anyone can remember. Uh, Gerald, uh, there's not much I can get in, but I did see one play where there was a, a defensive lineman that kind of jumped and he didn't go, he didn't cross the neutral zone. Offensive lineman touched him. Referee said, that's a legal procedure on the offense. You have to penetrate the line of scrimmage before it's a penalty on the defense. Correct. correct. That's correct. Yep. The yeah. line of scrimmage is 11 and a quarter inches wide. Uh, the neutral zone. Cannot get in the neutral zone. Well, I saw that with Oakland and Cincinnati yesterday, and I thought that would be interesting if somebody coached that. Not that they would. Right. Joe, we appreciate it. Always All right. Thank you. Enjoyed Thanks. it. Sure to appreciate